Hello and welcome to episode 62 of Behind the Journey. This is a show myself and Sam Spencer discuss all the things in my business journey. And today we discuss what happened to Netflix and a new business I'm investing in. I'm at my pride. Hey, hey, I'm at my pride. Whoa. Said I'm at my pride. So for anyone who hasn't been following this uh, podcast series for the last 18 months or so, um, welcome. And the reason I say welcome to everyone who's been listening to this podcast for so long is we've recently started, as described in the last podcast, our weekly bulletin. This is a bulletin that's going to be sent once a week. We're thinking Friday mornings, uh, support people on their business journey, whether that be marketing advice, hints or tips about the economy. Uh, essentially, me and Sam are going to be pumping out as much content as possible. And this is the first podcast that the new audience, I'm going to call it a new audience, will be hearing. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who is listening to this, who is a um, quote-unquote newbie. Um, it means a lot. We've had 400 and, I think it's 420 people signed up um, to the email uh, list in a week, um, which has been amazing. So thank you, thank you very much for, for actually caring and loaning uh, me and Sam your time, uh, it means a lot. The idea, just to give you some sort of summary, the idea of this whole podcast series is that uh, me and Sam discuss my business journey, the ups, the downs, the indifference, the weird ventures I try, the weird ventures I fail, and the continuous progress of my career. Um, we've always said that on the podcast, we'll be completely and utterly trans transparent, we won't hide anything, uh, unless we legally can't, and we will literally just tell it how it is. And over the last 18 months, we've gone through some crazy journeys, some um, ups and some downs. And um, the current um, scenario with the coronavirus has obviously opened up a whole new conversation. Um, I will say that what these conversations often turn into, often turn into, is me about to close on a new investment deal that then falls away at the wayside. That seems to be the current theme. Um, but I have news to all the regular listeners um, as well is we've just got a new deal over the line. Um, it took three days to get signed off. I mean, this is the sort of thing that I'm, I live for, right? I mean, everyone who listens to this podcast will understand now that you know, every single time that we go to do a deal, it takes months and then you know, the guy, other guy drops out or we find something dodgy in the contract or whatever, I mean, we can't go ahead with it. Um, this deal went like, well, went like this. And I, I want you to understand um, the, the benefit of this. Let me just backtrack back a second. I was interviewed by a college student two days ago, and one of the questions was, um, what do you think one of your biggest um, skill sets is as an entrepreneur? And I thought about it for a second, and I answered with this. I answered with the response that my biggest talent as an entrepreneur is my ability to ask the question no one else would want to ask. And um, without knowing this, without lining this up, um, this is what happened. I got an Instagram DM from a friend of mine um, asking how things are going during Corona. I said, yeah, not too bad, mate. Looking at doing some deals. And he said, uh, yeah, Pete, I'm looking at doing an investment deal into an innovative tech, an innovative technology mortgage, mortgage brokerage. And I said, oh, man, that sounds really cool. And he described it in more detail. And I just said, is there any space for a little one in there? And, and to which he responded, for you, yeah, let's, get, let's make it happen. Um, and then within... Two days of me and Brad, you know, um, doing a Zoom call with him, doing a Zoom call with um, his business partner, you know, speaking to accountants. You know, we moved quickly. Um, as of an hour ago, 
we've agreed on the name, the uh, equity, the shareholders agreements getting drawn up, the accountants getting on it within you know, a two, two day period. Um, and it's made me realize and understand that there's two types of people in this world. There's the people that just go and get it, right? The people that just run and they just want things to happen and make it happen. Um, and there's the people that take ages to make a decision and then normally don't make it. Um, and I can already tell from the persona of the business people. I mean, I've known one of the guys for eight years in business. I mean, he's one of the first people I've met in the business scene. Um, and I've already can tell from this other guy that we're going to be a great partnership. So it's me and Brad and then two other guys. One's a financial advisor and one's an estate agent. So they kind of understand the property market. We understand the marketing aspect. You know, it's a nice little um, relationship going to be formed there. Um, so it's there really a, exciting. Sorry, um, is there a massive, like you said there that you sorted out things like equity and things like that. But did you say that you sorted out the branding? So is there a rebrand and a, like a, is it a new company so, that's being formed? It's a brand new company, brand, brand new company. The guy's been working in financial advice and mortgages for I think nine years. Um, he just wants to go and set up on his own, right? And I think this is what's going to happen a lot over the next year. People will be doing this a lot. Um, and once he up his own, he's gone to his mate who's an estate agent who can provide leads, you know, and then I've kind of come into the picture with Brad and said that we can provide this element and they've gone, yeah, we really like that. Um, and because we've done other deals like this before, you know, it's really easy for us to bring a shareholders agreement together, to form a company, to get the trademark done, to do all these different things around it. So we kind of, we're leading the charge on that front. Um, but it's really, honestly, it's really exciting. I, I, you know, the, the, the brand name we've got, the domain we've got, all these things are really cool. Um, you know, anyone who knows the different companies I've got at the moment, they, they've all got cool brand names. You know, I always try and make sure that the, the brand name and the domain names are always kind of a little bit edgy. I mean, I don't know why, it's just, it's just one of my little things. I like having, like having one word company names. And so we've got a really cool one. Uh, and and the, the reality is that this company could turn into a financial advice company long term. You know, we could go from mortgage to financial advice or whatever. But the game plan is we think we've got to really, and this, you know, like this podcast always, like this could fall around the wayside, right? But the reality is we think we've got a really nice formula of creating innovative technology for mortgages and then buying out the traditional practices. Um, whether it happens or not is a different story, but that's what we believe is going to happen. Um, and we'll be looking at, at getting off the ground uh, in eight to 12 weeks um, because you've got lots of regulation to jump through, uh, branding, website, etc. takes time. Are you taking into consideration the current climate? Is there like going to be a certain time that you think going live is going to be the best idea or is it just a case of whenever it's ready? Well, we'll just go, you know, I'm like, we'll just go whenever and we'll figure it out. Um, the reality is the property market has to pick up soon. It, just, it, it fundamentally can't be locked down for much longer because it's the biggest economy driver in, in GDP. Like, so if, you know, if that remains closed and locked down for a considerable amount of time, the economy will literally be on its knees even more than it is. So I think that you know two or three months is, is plenty of time and for the economy to open up and for property property to start moving again. And what do you think is happening that, with the housing market with obviously the current like recession that's going? Do you think that the housing prices are going to go down as well? So, so the only data I have on this is that um, every single Boxing Day is the busy Boxing Day is the busiest day of the year on Right Move, and the rumor. And, and the busiest time for statements is January. And the rumor for that is because families get together over Christmas, um, they realize the house is too small, or they realize they hate their, their partner, you know, whatever. Uh, and now they're at the market looking for a new house. And I think that what we've had with this lockdown could be interesting, right? Because it's essentially a prolonged Christmas. You know, all the family together, they're all in their house together, they can't leave. Maybe they'll realize that the house is too small, or, you know, the kids have got it's got too big now, they need more rooms or whatever. 
um, so that we could see a, a you know an amplification of people looking to move houses. Um, but I generally I'm I'm not doing this move. I mean I'll be truthful with you. None of my moves that I'm making at the moment in business are even related to Corona. Genuinely speaking, I couldn't give a crap. Like I, business will move on, life will happen, things will change, and all I'm seeing it as is it's a really really good time to speed up conversations. You know, a conversation that would normally be, you know, I've got a mortgage broker and a financial advisor, sorry, a mortgage broker and a estate agent on these calls. I mean, those industries right now are, are flat. Like the geezer's not selling any houses and the guy's doing no mortgages, right? So the reason this deal probably got through so quickly, you know, talking two or three days here, is because these guys are doing nothing right now. All they can do is plan. All they can do is, is progress. So, you know, I'm just using this time wisely just to attack, 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 why you've got people on the other end of the phone. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's a phenomenal time to, um, to be doing anything. And, you know, um, this is one that just came out of nowhere. And I think that's what we're going to find on this journey is that, you know, we're in a really good position in terms of cash wise and investment funds and stuff that, you know, that we don't, you know, if, if an opportunity comes, we can just do it. You know, we don't have to sit there and raise capital or whatever. And I think that that's what's going to happen over the next 12 months of this whole coronavirus economic downturn is that, there'll be some opportunities that just land in our face um, and we'll just be, if we are advantageous about it, we can just jump on them and make them happen. Um, whereas, you know, before we've been taking two or three months to get things over the line, they fail with bloody heartache and, you know, you've got all these bills that you have to accumulate for nothing. And, you know, that happens a lot when you get stuff as accountants, advisors in to get a deal over the line um, for the other person to say, oh, no, it's not for me anymore. You know, my, I want job security or whatever it is. I feel, so, like yes. like, I feel like things like Zoom have really helped with that as well because naturally when you, like before everything went into lockdown, if you wanted to book a meeting with these mortgage brokers, it would be, oh, my diary's free next week. One of you guys travel or can we travel to you? Like in two weeks time, we'll have this hour long meeting and then you can come to us in two weeks and we'll go through. Everything. You're right, mate. You're absolutely spot on. You, do you know what? That, you're absolutely spot on because that probably would have happened on reflection. Looking back, It'd been like, oh, come on, Pete, come and meet such and such. And we'd have to travel over there, meet him and have the chat and we'd have gone away. You're right. Let's meet again in two weeks' time. You can absolutely spot on. Whereas literally what's happened is we're all used to this thing called Zoom now. You know, everyone is. Everyone's got it downloaded on their laptop. Everyone's got an account. And it's just like, it was literally, we've got a WhatsApp chat. It's literally just like, Zoom in two hours. It's like, yeah, done. Um, you know, there's, there's no denying that we're going through what I'm calling the, the second digital revolution. Uh, there's no denying that. And, and brands have to be ready for it. But what it's actually creating as a secondary element to, you know, digital revolutions, normally what they say is it makes and breaks businesses. But there's another side to that. The other side is it's speeding up productivity in a way we've never seen it. You know, when the, when the internet first came along, obviously productivity went through the roof. But now in this second wave of digital uh, revolution, we've got access to technology like Zoom. I mean, the, the only reason we can really do these podcasts now is through zoom i mean you know we could we could probably figure it out another way right but it's so easy just to do it through zoom and the level of productivity that these these tools have created which don't be wrong have been around for years and years and years but as a society we've been forced to use them and and let's make the second point clear forced to be comfortable using them which is probably the most important thing i mean you try getting a no disrespect on a listing a 62 year old traditional business director on a zoom call three years ago, it would never have happened. Whereas now it's just the norm. So yeah, we've all seen things changing. And, and you know, I've been doing a lot of research because I've got a, today, as in Thursday, I've got a, um, 
a webinar lined up, which is called um, Marketing During Chaos with the University of Lincoln. And there's 100 and, I think 120 people have signed up to that, which is amazing. It's the biggest event they've had, apparently. And who knows how many people turn up, right? I mean, we don't have to, this is another thing that you know, we're learning as we go. I can tell you straight up the dropout rate of a free conference. Normally, you get between 30 and 50% people turn up from a free event. Because you know, they've got to get in the car, drive there, you get out, maybe yeah, there's an issue. Things yeah. that, like life happens, yeah. and sometimes people yeah, can't. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, yeah. what's the drop off rate going to be for a, a free webinar? I don't know. I mean, it could be the same, or it could be 10%, or it could be 50%. We don't know. It's it, an interesting it, one. It could even be like 90. It could be, oh, it was just so easy to click one button and sign up, and there's no like, there's, there, you don't, you're not tied to anything. You don't have to do anything with it. So, it could actually turn out that 10 people could turn up, or you could have. 120 people turn up because all they're doing is pressing one button on their laptop. Yeah, and they're just doing it while in bed or something. Like, yeah, I completely agree. But anyway, we go on weird. Anyone who's new, new to this podcast, we go on weird tangents all the time. But basically, I was doing some research for this um, this webinar, and I started looking into all sorts. Like, Netflix is actually. I mean, you need to go and read the Netflix journey because I did. I've never read it before. I knew they did aggressive marketing in the last recession. I knew they obviously they were originally a DVD rental business that you know, became streaming. What I didn't know is that in 2007, they spent 60% of their profit, which is about 40 million pounds, not million dollars, on creating the streaming service, right? And then when they released it, this is the bit that, that got me the most. When they released it, they basically said, if you are a DVD rental person and you want the streaming, you need two subscriptions. And everyone's like, I ain't dealing with that. And their share price tanked because they were like, this ripping up my customers. And the share price tanked. And then you go into like, between that, so 2006, they had 6.3 million users. 2011, they had 24.6 million users. But at the time, when they did that innovation, their customers hated them. Do you know what I mean? When, at the time where they thought what they were doing was a great thing. They thought the innovation they were creating was the, the best thing since sliced bread. Short term, their customers left. Their share price crashed. It was awful. But on reflection, you know, you look at the long-term plan. Of, imagine if they weren't doing streaming services. If they, right now, if they, if they were, didn't invest 60% of their profit in streaming, they'd be nowhere. They'd be blockbuster, right? Or there'd be someone else that's, that's here now. But because they took that punt, they took the short-term pain, they're now like the biggest brand like in the world in, 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 in almost like they are smashing it well so, i know that i know that we've got the, we've got the advantage of hindsight because we now know what's happened to netflix but i wouldn't be surprised if they did that entirely deliberately in terms of if you want our streaming service you have to pet like pay instead of because it's not the same service i reckon that even back in the day they were trying to get rid of their dvd service and get everyone onto their streaming service I mean, imagine that for a ballsy move there, right? I mean, maybe. But literally so, being like, I am going to annoy my customers away from using DVD yeah, because I want I, them I, on I it. Yeah, maybe. Well. Maybe, mate. I mean, imagine that. I mean, that's the sort of thing that they never would discuss, right? But imagine the balls of a CEO being like, I don't, I don't want this. I mean, actually, I don't know if you know this, but their DVD rental business is still going. I it's called DVD. That. It's DVD.com. It's, it's still a thing. You, can still, you get a one-month free trial if you sign up today. I, I literally, I, like, I was like, wait, hang about, they still run this thing. I do remember back, DVD, when we, right back when we used to get them through the post. Yeah, DVD.com is, is, is Netflix. And you can, you, I mean, Sam's looking now, so everyone at home, but like, yeah, you can literally go and you can get DVD rentals. 
DVD.com is still a legit thing, but they, yeah, they split up the product. Um, it looks like Netflix, doesn't it? Like literally like Netflix, but apart from getting the streaming, you just get a DVD. Yeah. Yeah, madness. Um, but anyway, I mean, that, that's, you know, I've, I've been doing loads of this research. It's like um, Apple, during the last recession, it was the iPod that got through a recession. And it was the, and the iPhone 3GS had just come out. Which which pulled them through the new product innovation got them through. If they hadn't, you know, if they hadn't created the iPhone, the debate would be would they've got through it so well? Because what Apple was before the iPhone was a nice to have. It's nice to have an iPod, right? But what they actually created with by having an iPhone is a phone is a necessity. You know, that's the necessities get you through recessions. So I've been doing loads of cool research into this sort of stuff, and it's really fascinating. Um, well, think about the, kind, the Kindle about got Amazon through it. You know, all these random things. Think more about the recession this time around. Think about what Apple has just released. They've released the new SE, which is an affordable version of their phone because people can't afford to spend a thousand pounds. They know they know what they're doing. Yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy. You know, it, it, I, I literally love doing this level of, of research. The, the other thing that anyone who listens to this will know that Bitcoin um, has gone crazy, like crazy, in the last two days. Um, I'm a massive, massive believer in, in um, crypto. I'm a massive, massive believer in, um, in blockchain. And it's, it went up, um, early today, it went up 20% yesterday in one day. It added about, I think it was about $2,000 or something onto the, uh, onto the price of Bitcoin. And um, the, if you map it back, I mean, I've gone onto the charts and the, 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 what they believe is the reason it's gone up so high is in America, they've, they've issued stimulus checks, which basically is, tw- I think it's $1,200 um, to everyone that, apart from if you live at home, I think it is, um, you know, gets it straight to the bank account, like literally 12 and a quid. And you can literally map the 12 and a quid landing into people's accounts and the price of Bitcoin going up. Now, that's not to say that everyone in, the, in America has gone and run to put, you know, the 12 and a quid government check into Bitcoin, um, because obviously some people would need it for, to get by and to live. But there's an argument to say that a lot of people didn't need the money, you know, because they still had a job or whatever, um, went and put money into, into crypto. The, the really interesting thing that's happening at the moment in America is they're printing money left, right, and center. And I've, I've been really closely looking at um, American politics because obviously the election's coming up very soon, back end of this year, I think it is. And the concern is Donald Trump has been running his whole... The whole of Donald Trump's campaign has been based on, oh my God, look how great the economy is. The economy is amazing. It's always going up the economy, the economy, the economy. And we've got like 12 million unemployed or something have been made unemployed now in America or something of that ilk uh, overnight because of Corona. Um, And the economy should in theory be tanking, right? But what we've got is we've got the share price in the stock is pretty much holding. It dropped, don't get me wrong, it dropped initially, but it's holding. And they're just printing money, like left, right, and center. Like they're, just, they're just printing money. And we, you know, looking at it, you, you know full well that Donald Trump is going to do everything in his power to make sure the economy doesn't crash. And I truly believe what that means is he will print as much money as possible. He'll do as, as much stimulus investment as possible. He'll do as much quantitative easing as possible. He'll print money left, right, and center because he knows deep down to win the next election, which is soon, he needs a good economy. Um, so, so, and, and what happens when you increase spending, you, know, you, you print more and more cash and um, assets go up in value, but your real cash goes down in value, right? It's supply and demand. So when you've got a fixed asset like Bitcoin and people printing more and more money, what it naturally means is the price of Bitcoin goes up. 
So it's really interesting watching um, watching the uh, economics right now and seeing how the economies are moving because, you know, I did my um, Boris Johnson walk this morning. I do a walk every morning. It, it's, I, I, I do like a nice like, scroll around LinkedIn. It's pretty relaxing. Um, and I bumped into my neighbours and I kept my, kept my, my two metres apart. And I just got chatting and they both run companies, they both run businesses. And I just kind of like just asking them, you know, what's your opinion on this? Like, what's your gut feel? And they said, look, we have to, we have to open these doors now. We have to end lockdown because this can't go on any further. This really can't I mean, what we're, what we're seeing now, what we will see is potentially more deaths coming from an economic turndown than we will from a, from a coronavirus, you know? Um, so people, I mean, the, the, I, I truly believe the public are shifting their mindset. I think definitely business owners are shifting their mindset because they are seeing it on the front line, the real effect it's having on, you know, businesses and, and jobs, etc. Um, but my big concern, my real big concern, and I, I've kind of got something planned in the back of my mind for, for if, if when this happens is, you know, we've not furloughed anyone, but when the brands that need, have been reliant on furlough, when furlough is stopped, I mean, because let's be honest, like the government at some point are going to have to turn around and say, you know, we supported you for five months now on furlough. You know, we're going to have to stop this now. Uh, what that's actually going to do is it's going to open up huge redundancies right across the UK to a degree we never have seen before. And and what that will mean is there'll be so many unemployed in the UK. Like it'll be, it'll be, it'll be mental, it'll be massive. Um, and my game plan for that when that happens is I'm going to basically sit there and have a setup created that basically says, if you've done over five years in your industry as a, you know, a frontline person, maybe you're an accountant, I know, a conveyancer, whatever you are, you know, come and start. Come and start on with me. I'll guarantee whatever salary you were on before, I'll guarantee it. Come and start on with me. And I'm going to sit there and, and, and try and sweep up heavily talented individuals um, who have been made redundant because of the, the, the crappy climate, right? And I think that's going to be the big move. And I'm just going to sit there, because it will happen, it's, it's bound to happen. Um, because, you know, people aren't furloughed just for the fun of it. They're furloughed because they can't afford to pay them. And so when people, are, you know, when people can't be afford to be paid, they'll have to make them redundant. And we'll see huge redundancies, which means there'll be a lot of talent in the market. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally a crazy, crazy time all around. And um, like I said in the last podcast, podcast before, and what I've said in my email bulletin, is this is the time I really believe to, to, to aggressively go at, go at this thing and, and have some nice plans laid out to do some really good investments and, and really go for it. Um, because if you just sit there right now, you've got no, you ain't got hope in hell. Like, genuinely speaking, you ain't got hope in hell. Because I said to, um, I said to Braz and I said to a few different business contacts, like I truthfully haven't actually rolled my sleeves up properly. I wouldn't stay in business for about four years. Like generally speaking, it'd be pretty, you know, we've grown well uh, just by doing kind of what we do. Um, I'm, I've like rolled a cuff back, do you know what I mean? Like it's getting a little bit, it's getting a little bit warm, if you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, so, so the, the pressure is not, it's not on me, but I, I can see that over the hills, um, it's not looking good for some companies. Um, and the realization I've had during this whole pandemic is, it doesn't really matter how tight a ship you've run. Um, obviously, you know, run your ship well. But if all of your clients, like every single one, has run a bad ship, and every single one has got no cash reserves, and every single one um, can't get through the climate, then unfortunately you're also now up shit creek, right? So, and that's why I've planned with, with our side, but I've also really understood the, you know, everyone knew about supply chains, right? But I think this is really 
emphasize the connectivity of every single business to everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens, but that's my, what's my thoughts. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I felt like I rambled on there, Sam, for too long, so I was going to wait for you to just interject. Yeah, sorry, right, I just had to mute my microphone for a sec to sneeze, that was all. This uh, oh, okay. allergy season's coming. Yeah. I, on the side note, are you doing any exercise? Are you running and doing any exercise? Um, I would love to say that I am. I definitely was to start off with when it was a bit more of like a novelty. Still mm. like going out every so often, but to be honest, doing a little bit here and there in the house just with what I've got, but because I honestly was, I, I, I've been running every other day and um, I, I am like one of the most positive people I know, like as far as I'm concerned. And one of the, I've noticed myself being less positive than normal. Like I, I genuinely think, you know, I'm concerned people with mental health issues basically because I'm not saying, I'm, I mean, I'm not in the dungeons, don't get me wrong, but you know, if my positivity is like at peak, like it normally is, you know, maybe it's dropped 20%, 25%, but I've, I've clocked it. Do you know what I mean? I've noticed like hang about it. You know, what's going on and I, I'm really not there's nothing no drama in my life apart from the fact that I'm in, in four walls every single minute of the day without a garden um so I force myself to go out more you know I'm, I'm doing I'm walking more I'm doing my running etc but I, I really am concerned about people with you know real mental health issues being locked in because it's gonna mess with people's heads you know this is why I'm a massive massive advocate here in getting this thing wrapped up because I, I you know my theory I'm gonna go on the record saying this my theory is that coronavirus won't ever go away. I, I don't believe it's ever going to go away. I think it'd be like another flu season. I also, my other theory is that the reason we're in lockdown it, is to have the time to build these hospitals that we know we need. Um, I don't think it's to contain it. Well, of course, it has contained it, but I think it's really to give us time to build what we need to build, get, get the units we need, get the beds we need, get the PPE we need, give us time to get all that stuff we need because I think that, that, that everyone knows the moment that we walk out indoors, you know, there's going to be a spike. Uh, and I think that, you know, we, there's always rumours saying people can get it twice, etc. So, yeah, I think coronavirus could be here for a while. Um, so I just can get on with it now because I think, you know, there's a, there's a big, big issue with global economies if we don't. But I know that's not, that's not the popular thing to say, right? The popular thing to say is, you know, um, we'll be this thing will end. And everything's going to be fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll be seeing come by our by July. Um, you know, but I just generally don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. I yeah, just... well, I think I'm in the fortunate position that I, I enjoy my own space. Like, and I'm fortunate to have, like, a decently sized house with lots of different rooms that I can go in just to, if, I'm, if my mood has changed in one place, I can just go somewhere else. Mm. But, yeah, I can imagine that it's definitely taken a toll for some people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, but the problem is like, you know, the issue is, you know, you can't have one rule for one and then you know, you've got to have one rule for all, right? And the problem is like, you know, I walk down Lincoln Field and there's no one around me, you know, for probably miles. But the law says I can't sit there and line the grass. Right? But you know deep down that it's not a problem. Like if I lie on that grass, there is not an issue to anyone around me. But in London, you lie on a grass, it'll be an issue, right? Because there's so many people that's near you. But I think there's going to be a point. I mean, the, the conversation that I had with someone was that Lincolnshire is so spread out, so diverse. So, so like, you know, we're not crowded together like London, um, but we're being treated the same way. So and I think there's a lot of discontent. Uh, I'm not saying I'm, I mean, I'm just getting on with it. Like I said, I'm, you know, I'll do what I'm told. But there's a lot of discontent. And I think if this keeps getting dragged on and dragged on and dragged on, I think, you know, there's going to be issues soon. Um, because it's oh, been well, so long and 
you know. One question I was going to ask you is, you said you've been walking every morning. Have you noticed over time, like, either a shift into more and more people being out and about during yes. the day? Or is it... More co- well, I, I have a, I'm in a fortune where I can see the main road pretty much coming in and out of Lincoln from where I live. And, and there's more cars on the road, without a doubt, more cars on the road. Um, I went uh, for a walk at lunch the other day, and it was stacked, mate. It was literally, because I, I was walking to town, it was as if it was, as if it was a normal day. People are people apart from the shops, yeah. I mean, people are just like, I mean, if you go to the the bail gate now, uh, most shops are open, half of them are open, I'd say. Um, there's coffee shops open, there's wine shops open, there's there's shops open, you know, you just walk up there, you'll see them. There's there's loads of shops open, so I do think people are getting a bit fed up with it. Um, and and this goes back to when right at the start of the whole conversation, you know, when, when Boris from the government said, um, you know, we don't want to do lockdown too early because people, people's fatigue will, you know, it'll, it'll come through and they'll get bored of, of listening to rules, essentially. I think that is it's not far from happening, to be honest. But yeah, I don't want to talk, we don't talk about corona every single week on this podcast. Um, we talk about various different things, but obviously that is a topic right now. Um, hopefully that this has provided some value for you guys. Um, if you haven't already, please send to my email bulletin. It's email.peterwatson.co. Uh, it would mean a lot. Uh, and let me know how, what you think about the new content. Hit me on Instagram. Let me know what you think about the new content. It's at pwatson. Um, that's coming through emails and also what Sam's creating for YouTube etc it would mean a lot um, but yeah that's the um, I think that's, that's everything so yeah, anything else hit me up let me know and we'll speak to you next week